0: Hi, this is Brian Landau and you're listening to The Drip, a podcast about how to caffeinate your campaigns. Today, I'm joined by Becky Simon. Becky is the Director of Demand Generation at Smartsheet, and we talk about the differences between SEO and SEM, how owned content should be about the customer and not you, and how her team is still able to write thousands of use case articles. This episode is made possible by Venly. Venly is an audio content management system for enterprises, and we enable the collaboration and distribution of audio content to your channels of communication. Whether you're sharing audio content internally to Slack, SharePoint, or Smartsheet, or externally to social media and your blogs, all content is published in players that are custom designed as your brand, and you receive listener insights that look more like social media analytics and less like podcast downloads. If you have questions about how audio might play a role in how you communicate with your employees or customers, email me directly at brian at Venley.co. That's brian, B-R-I-A-N, at Venley V-E-N-N-L-Y, dot C-O. And now, the amazing Becky Simon. Hi, Becky.
1: Hey, Brian. How's it
0: going? Becky Simon is the Director of Demand Generation at Smartsheet. Becky joined Smartsheet pre-IPO and has had the pleasure of working on a world-class demand generation team and leading their organic search program. Becky appreciates the journey. Your path doesn't have to take a direct route and can evolve. After graduating from Syracuse University with a nutrition and psychology degree, Becky started her career as a registered dietitian, transitioned into sports nutrition marketing, and ultimately found her home in technology marketing. Becky's unique background gives her a diverse perspective on both B2C and B2B audiences. You can also find Becky when it is not a global pandemic, traveling the world doing yoga and chasing her two kids. Becky, thank you again for being with me.
1: Yeah, thanks, Brian.
0: So for those who are uninitiated, what is Smartsheet? Can you describe why people buy the product and how they ultimately use it?
1: Absolutely. So Smartsheet is a collaborative work management platform. Um, And what it does, it makes it super easy to plan, capture, manage, and report on work really from anywhere with real-time visibility. Um, The information can roll up into reports, dashboards. um, You're able to do automated workflows. Um, So there's a ton of use cases for Smartsheet. We have over 2,000 documented um, use cases across multiple roles and industries. Um, So people buy Smartsheet for really simple projects to really complex projects.
0: Walk me through some of the best practices for content marketing. SEO is a long-term strategy, whereas paid search uh, sees more immediate dividends. But I think a lot of companies and practitioners have conflated these capabilities into the same team. And so search, quote unquote, as a function gets conjoined together. How do you think about your role specifically within the universe of search?
1: Yeah, so I do have a counterpart that does manage our paid search. Um, So we are closely working together. Um, And a lot of our strategies do overlap. But in terms of content for um, organic search, and, and I always like to differentiate, it's organic search for demand gen. So our goal is to drive new users to our website. And really from a content standpoint, it's thinking what would a potential Smartsheet user be searching for? And how do we get them to land on Smartsheet and find their solution? So from a content strategy standpoint, that may differ from you know, kind of a thought leadership strategy is saying, you know, how, how are people trying to solve their problems? What are they looking for on Google and how can you write content to solve their problems and then show, Hey, SmartSheet is is great solution for that.
0: So how do you think about this process? Are you just looking through Google search trends? Are you doing user interviews and trying to identify personas? How do you identify what someone might be searching for? And then connecting that back towards the content that you create?
1: Totally, kind of all and everything. So, part of it, when I uh, mentioned what's that Smartsheet has over two thousand use cases. So, we do look, at, you know, all of the use cases that people are using Smartsheet for. So that tells us, you know, how are people using the product? And then from there, we do pretty in-depth research from an SEO standpoint and keyword research on, you know, what is the um, what is the search oppor- opportunity for that use case. Um, And then from there, we need to align it. Does it make sense from a business strategy? Um, With that, we also have strategic posts that are going to be focused on, you know, where is the business going? Where, what is um, like a new capability with the product that we may want to, you know, write on that people would be searching for. Um, For example, we uh, acquired Brand Folder recently, and it's a digital asset management platform. And so, you know, what would a a potential user be searching for 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 that sort of solution
0: yeah i think this is a really important reminder for people who are listening because i think sales often thinks about their use cases and if you don't work in content marketing specifically you know you might think that content marketing are the like clickbaity five things that you need to do to have better collaboration and it's not really it, it doesn't always appear to be super thoughtful in how the content is being structured. But what you're saying is there's this deep analysis of uh, understanding intent before you structure the content.
1: 100%, yeah. It's it's all based off of user intent.
0: So I I think most people listening understand funnel marketing, but one thing that I'm really interested in uh, with respect to your job specifically is that you're mapping your content directly to metrics like annual recurring revenue. I -hmm. think a lot of people when they think about content and SEO, it, it funnels up to marketing. How do you measure something like ARR in content marketing? Is the funnel that you're evaluating different from a typical marketing funnel?
1: No. You know, our our users come in really top of funnel. Um, However, when we think of searchers intent, a lot of the searcher intent that we look at, they may be further down the funnel from a buyer's journey standpoint. And so, you know, we're a really data-driven organization that we're able to, um, you know, track what page they landed on, how they got to the website, and then all the way to, to where and how they convert. And once you know, once they convert either through a trial or a, um, and like marketing qualified lead um, type of motion, then, then we just track it down the funnel. Um, but it's really looking at like, how did they get to the website? And then you know, where did they convert on the website?
0: And, and so this assumes that someone is like swiping their credit card on the website, as opposed to someone inbound being handed off to a salesperson.
1: So, so it does go through the sales cycle. So it's not like they're, you know, landing on a piece of content um, that, that my team creates and then swiping their credit card. There's definitely a sales cycle, um, but that that's all tracked through the rest of the funnel of the sales funnel.
0: Yeah, but what I love about this methodology is it really forces, I think, sales leadership, sales management and your team to take a very long-term holistic view because someone's got to come to your website, the website has to be strong enough to inform. Mm-hmm. And then you have a regular sales cycle, which, you know, I don't know, might be a couple of weeks, a couple months. It could be six months, depending on who the buyer is. Yep. That requires a lot of discipline. I imagine from your team in collaboration with the sales team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so I know earlier you had asked me about SEO being kind of the long game strategy and, and that's absolutely what it is. And I'm going to relate it to also from a, a tracking standpoint. So, um, you know, SEO isn't something that happens overnight. You're creating content and you're investing in it at the time that you create it. And then, you know, hoping and watching it rank on Google and then getting people to visit and take the actions that you want. So having that mentality throughout your whole program from creating content all the way to looking at attribution and tracking is the mentality, the holistic mentality you need. So Um, it's looking at where you're investing, knowing it's going to take a while for that content to rank. And then once you have the people on the page watching their behavior, looking for leading indicators. So the first leading indicator is like, is it ranking? Is it showing up in Google? Next is what's the volume? How much volume are we getting the page? Next is, are they clicking on the CTA that you want? Um, How is that CTA converting? So, so yes, it's, it's definitely like a holistic perspective, like you said, and being patient, but there's a lot of leading indicators um, that, that we can track and watch and know. Um, and, and, and it's also over you know, a year's time, you can see you can see patterns in the data, right? So um, if you know the average conversion rate for that type of page um, for a win, then you can start predicting um, the ROI on your content.
0: You manage a team of two dozen writers. Is that yeah. right? That, that's, a, that's a big team. Yep. And your team has written thousands of articles. Yeah. I know you have many, many, many use cases, but how do you continue to ideate new content after thousands of articles have been written and you're still effectively driving sales? That, that feels so hard to do over time.
1: Totally. So first, you know, I think it's important to point out how do you manage two, two dozen writers and write such a wide span of content? Um, everything we do is managed in Smartsheet, and that, that enables us to be able to have such a large content program is ultimately our ability to manage in Smartsheet um, and using workflow automation. Um, from there, in terms of, you know, we, we do joke internally, like, at what point are we going to run out of things to write about? And we haven't yet. So, again, I'll go back to what I mentioned at the beginning, that we have over 2,000 documented use cases. That's growing. We have new capabilities with the product. Um, And so, so there's, there's a ton to write about. There's a ton of different things people are working on. Um, You know, the, the search shifted a lot during COVID, right? So what people were searching for pre-COVID is different. So there's a huge opportunity that we had um, during COVID again, that was for SEO. That's tricky because it is a long-term game, but we were, we were able to spin up some content related to um remote work, which was a really popular topic for a lot of companies um, during that time. But but there's different search angles that you can take. Um, And you know, Smartsheet was really well positioned for that being, you know, real-time um work management system that really works well for remote work. So so it was a great position for smart for us to be in. Um, and, And we keep finding areas of opportunity there. So um but we we do having you know two dozen writers. We do have writers that are, you know, are subject matter experts in different topic areas that we know are important to our business. Um, so, so we do have specification there too with our writing
0: team. Yeah, I mean, companies that eat their own cooking, so to speak. There, there's yeah. something to be uh, something to be said about that. I'm going to put you on the spot. You are consulting me. I am the founder of a startup. I don't have tons of resources. I am looking to drive inbound. I sort of notionally understand SEO. I'm not a great writer. I could probably hack some stuff together. What's a playbook that you might offer me to get started in being impactful and driving inbound and understanding what the leading indicators are that I need to be pointing towards? I don't, again, I'm not a big company. It's like me and like, maybe I can you know ask my sister to help me write a couple articles.
1: Yeah, so I think just, To start just having basic SEO best practices, making sure that your website communicates what your business does and and, and using, you know, kind of the old school keyword strategy um, of just putting a bunch of keywords doesn't work the way it used to. Um, But being clear, if if your company is providing a service, make sure it's clear that's what it is. And so, you know, potentially your website will organically just show up on Google on its own. Um, but really to drive traffic and from a, a more sophisticated content strategy, I would then recommend um, having content that really focuses on what are the um, users that would want to buy your product or whatever your company is, you know, what would they be searching for? What's the business problem that they have? Um, and then writing content around that that's useful and helpful for that audience that drives them to your website. Um, from there, you know, if you can get people coming to your website being like, oh, this, you know, this is the place to get good information on X, which is kind of the foundation of your business. Then you need to think of like, okay, how do I turn this into business that actually converts into a sale or, um, you know, whatever your goal is. However, however you guys convert your sales, so um, it goes back to um, being useful to the user. Like, what are, what is the intent of the searcher that they're searching for, and how can you be useful? And then, how does your product then? Um, solve their problem.
0: Yeah, I, I think what you're getting at is sort of the difference between public relations and content marketing, right? Exactly. Public relations is sort of telling the world about how great your company is or your new product or all the things that you're doing. Whereas content marketing, as I understand how you just described it, is saying, here's the need and here's a resource for you to solve that need. And by the way, while you're here, check out our other stuff.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: So I'm going to get you out in, in this question. Um your background is, is really unique. We read yeah. it in the bio. You came from the uh, dietitian space, nutrition. Yeah. In what ways do you think your background in non-traditional marketing and non-content marketing has been applied maybe to your role as a manager today at Smartsheet? And what are some of the lessons learned from this sort of non-traditional background that, that you think has um, aided you most successfully in your job?
1: Yeah. So I think kind of this consistent stream through my career is, um, a, I really enjoy working with people and I really enjoy helping people solve problems. And so whether it's nutrition, you know, in the beginning of my career was focused on helping people with different nutrition and health goals, um, you know, trying to solve a problem, helping them solve a problem, understanding what is, what is their intent? What are, you know, what is their motivation? There's a lot of understanding people's motivation in, in dietetics and nutrition and wellness. Um, from there, getting into marketing in, in many ways, it's not that different. So what is, what are people's motivation? What's their intent? What are they trying to do and how can we help solve their problem? And so really looking at the, at the ind- individual and what the motivation is, has been something that's been a super helpful going from B to C to B to B, um, we're still working with humans. Like we're still working with humans that are, you're trying to get them to make a decision or a change. Um, and whether it's making, you know, a change in their diet or making a change in how they do work and using a a product like Smartsheet. you know, the core foundation is that you're trying to motivate people to make the change that you believe in could help them. Um, and so, you know, I've been fortunate to always work with companies that I really believe in the pro- product, so it, it's been easy. Um, but but that's that's been the interesting trend transition I've had, um, and I think it's really helpful to for me to have a perspective from many different industries um, and different ways people work um, from healthcare and the nutrition field, sports nutrition, marketing, which is um, really dynamic and has a different feel versus like SaaS software. So so. You see all types of different people that you work with and how, how, how work happens, um, but it's all working with people and um, seeing how you can motivate them to make, make a different choice or um, a change that could benefit them.
0: Just do me one favor and do not write an article about why I had a cookie before this podcast. <laughs> I,
1: I was debating whether to have chocolate before this, so no judgment. <laughs> Some
0: things can't be articulated in 500 words. <laughs> Becky, thank you so much uh, for the incredible wisdom today. For people who want to see the articles that your team writes, what's a good way for them to, to follow that?
1: Yeah. So um, go to smartsheet.com, really great resource. And then I encourage you to you know, type in some business problems you may have and see if Smartsheet shows up.
0: <laughs> Becky, thank you so much for your wisdom today. If you like this episode, you will love the next conversation with Alan Susie. Alan is the director of people at S&P Global Market Intelligence. Thanks again for listening, and until next time with Alan Susie.